Welcome to the Breaking Wax Podcast. Do my uh, introduction here. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Breaking Wax Podcast. This is season two, episode 16. I have my good friend Justin, also known as Cedar Hollow Cards on Instagram. Um, he does a lot of things besides cards. He's like, well, uh, how do you describe him? The most interesting man in the world, right? I don't know if he drinks. I don't know. So I know a lot more interesting people than me. Well, we talked about the last podcast, right? So, um, and I and I don't remember what you said. So, what's your official title at at your company? Uh, so I'm the CEO. The yeah, CEO. I'm the CEO of the film house, but I also produce and direct and do a little bit of everything. Right, right, right. I, I know, I, I know you guys in the in the movie industry, filmmaking, very sensitive to the titles. Very sensitive. Not me. You can call me anything. <laughs> I think I, I told you last time, my buddy Matt. Yeah. Uh, every time my buddy Camille describes them to anyone, he's just like, "Yeah, he holds the camera or something," and he gets so yeah. pissed off about it. I wish that's all I did. To be honest, yeah. Easier days. But, <clears throat> so, so how's it going over there? Because you're in Qatar still, right? Yep. Yeah, it's it's getting crazy because we're all gearing up for the World Cup. Um, the last round of tickets went on sale today. So you can apply online and it's like a lottery. Um, so all the rest of the tickets for all the games have been allocated for this round of the lottery. So I just applied tonight and it's it's kind of crazy because you got to you got to assign an ID to each ticket. So like there's no resale market. Because right. if the ticket's on your ID and if you don't go, then that doesn't seem to be like a, a backup. A workaround. Yeah, there's no workaround. Yeah, and then um, I applied for, and if you win this lottery, right, you have to buy all the tickets you applied for. And I applied for fuckloads. And then it got to like the total page. If I win this shit, I'm going to be broke as hell. Tickets are and you can't cheap. and you can't resell them either. So, I mean, I'll go to every game. I'm I'm super excited, but just the amount of money that I'm going to spend is a bit obnoxious. Well, I mean, what are what are we talking? How many tickets? Well, I mean, for example, like for the the final, uh, it's about fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars for like a cheap seat. Wow. So, but then the other games like. You know the round of 16 even like the group stages in the round of 16 they're like i don't know 180 bucks a ticket for i don't know where the fuck they are in the stadium but you're there right 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 i'm hoping they give out physical tickets because that'd be insane slab them up buddy yeah <laughs> I, I it's funny because there was a few hot topics today it's weird how the hobby yeah. goes and uh Tickets were a thing, right? I guess card porn. I didn't read any of the posts, but I guess the gist of it, it is that he didn't think that tickets were a viable collector's <laughs> market or that yeah, someone's yeah. just pumping them. Like, out of all the things that get pumped and dumped in the last two years, I don't know why he decided tickets, but whatever. I mean, they've been around a long time. And then you got, uh, what was the, the other day on April Fool's Day that fucking little pencil dick Jeff Geoff. <laughs> I'm a sports card investor with his silly, like, fake pump and dump thing to try and get people to view his new YouTube video. Like, I mean, first of all, good good on him. Like, if he's making money selling advice or whatever the fuck it is he actually does, 
congratulations to him. But to anybody who actually pays for his service, you're such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> you got to question their uh, decision making process, right? Yeah, this guy don't he don't know shit. So, well, but no, and that's what uh, so that I I don't want to say the account because I think there was like legal action threatened by the Geoff dude, but uh. Someone on their Instagram, someone made an Instagram specifically targeting him and his investments and how horrendous they were <laughs> and how he was just losing six figures like on these investment advice. And I don't know if it's true or not because it got taken down, like I said, because of the legal advice. But I mean, that's the tough thing, right? Is like nowadays it's not cool to be critical or to like talk shit about people. But like, I mean, cornball is cornball, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just. It's kind of ridiculous. Like I keep seeing this shit getting thrown around by people like, like Jeff from Sports Card Investor, and like let's just say, a, a key figure from a key auction house threatening to like sue people who come after him for posting fake cards, but then taking them down and shit. Like, how are you? Like you're gonna claim slander on people that are giving you money for fucking sports cards, like, and you're gonna get your lawyers because somebody's like. Hey, stop being a dick or like, hey, you posted a fake card. Like, right. I mean, the, the, I hate the term the hobby, like the, the hobby. When people say protect the hobby or the hobby, this, the hobby. <laughs> like people who do model planes and fucking trains and shit that they like, are they all like super protective of the model train industry? <laughs> no, I mean, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I mean, if I'm wrong, no, I, I bet they are only because, uh, so like last week I had the VHS DNA guy on. So he, I don't know if you saw that podcast, but he yeah. started grading the VHS, right? And well, this guy's a genius. Like, I definitely want to keep him in the Rolodex and like yeah. talk to him. So he's one of those people that like, you're like, man, I wish they made something for whatever. He's the dude that makes it and sells it to Walmart. Yeah. I, like, my mind was blown. I was like, you're that guy. I was like, you know how many times I've been at the gym on the treadmill? Like, what can I think of to sell to everyone? And this dude just does it. But anyways, but like, even in that scenario, like, there's a whole mob of people with VHS tapes that are like anti-grading them and hate people that grade VHS tapes. I, I just don't know why they care so much. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, like, first of all, are we talking about people who are like, OG VHS collectors, aka yep. people who just didn't throw shit away, or yes. are we talking yep. about like, <laughs> the hoarders? The hoarders. My dad's the got shitloads of unopened VHS. He's got like an entire fucking like I don't even know what you would call it, like an armoire full of them, and it's like they were Christmas presents that he never opened. And like he don't give a fuck. I mean, no, no, you just never know. I guess there's a there's somebody for something with everything. I. I think it's interesting with the, the legal talk that always gets thrown out there, like threatening to sue people, this and that. So Brian uh, hitting touchdowns, he's my lawyer. Um, okay. So I, I, like, I mean, just through the podcast, like, I, you know, talking <laughs> to him, I was like, if someone threatens me, he's like, just call me. I'm I like, love yes, it. Absolutely. Oh, dude, he insane. Like, I didn't realize, like, you don't realize how smart people are or what they really have going on, you know, just through Instagram and talking to him, he was like, oh yeah, I went to Michigan. And then he was like, I went to Duke for law school. And I was like, holy crap. <laughs> he's like, my wife's a lawyer too. And I'm like, Jesus. Right. So, yeah. You just I never mean, know. I mean, we got, 
that's I think that's why I love like these group chats so much is like all of a sudden you find out who people are like besides yep. what they collect or like that they have a fucking Julio Orange Auto PSA 10 like cool but then you hear like oh the, you know they're running for a major office or they're the personal yeah. chef of professional athletes or they're in the military or you know they have a moving yeah. company they like to flex with gold chains right. on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or they're or they're film directors uh, like yourself yeah, I mean, right yeah I'm, you just I'm, never know um yeah. you never know I, but I, so i think that's cooler and i find that more interesting to meet people like that that are that are not just uh clout chasing on instagram it's yeah. like the weirdest because i see the people now at the card shows now that the world's kind of going back to normal i don't know what it's like there but uh i mean here it's here it's like they forgot about covid i think we we conquered it like we're we're not just like uh we don't just like live with it man we we fucking kill shit and then move on <laughs> i'll tell you what like uh i've said it before so i i was on board right with everything being in new york before um yeah it was scary it was like a sci-fi movie and i was on board as soon as like it was like two months ago i come downstairs my wife's listening to like some talk radio they're like Omicron. These are the symptoms to look out for. And it was like sniffling nose, cough, fever. <laughs> and I was like, uh, we're talking about the common cold. I, I'm not on board with this shit no more. I was like, I, yeah. I can't do it no more. Like my threshold for it is done. Uh, yeah. I'm not I wearing a mask. I think I got the Omicron over Christmas. To be honest, Probably. Like I, I was fucking crippled, man. But I was still down in the basement, like ripping packages open. <laughs> Cough in my lungs. I'm like, oh, I just gotta get through one more. <laughs> what is uh what does your wife think when you guys come back and she just sees the mountain of stuff? Well, I mean, she, see, my wife's on board with it because, like, I keep a very transparent spreadsheet of everything I'm doing with cards. Okay, and I'm like, look, it's here in our Dropbox. If you ever want to look, feel free. Right. I mean. She's happy. Like a couple of days ago, I sold the Bobby Witt Jr. Gold Shimmer PSA 10, and I told her what I got for it, and she was like super pumped. So yeah, but you know, like I keep the basement. I mean, I keep the mountain in the basement so that I don't even fuck with it during the day. When she goes to bed, I go down in the basement. I, I stay there you. all all night. Do that. I wake up on the sofa in the morning with Poppy, like smacking my face, and I'm up like one hour of sleep. I'm like, let's do it, you know? So, yeah, it doesn't, yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't like stand uh, you, in the way of anything. You, you got it figured out then. So, how long have you been married? Um, fuck. <laughs> I guess since 2016. Okay. Well, you got it figured out then. So, you don't take time away from the family to do what you no, want, never. right? So, Never. That's like the key, right? So as long as you're not taken into their time, it's all good. Yeah. No, and, and to be honest, like I would never let cards be that. You know, I I love spending time with, with them. So cards is like my <clears throat> sec secondary. That's my side bitch. <laughs> how, how, old, how old is Poppy now? Uh, she'll be four in July. So she might have the sickest jersey collection out of any four-year-old in the world. You ain't kidding. Now I, ones I, too. Yeah, I'm missing I'm missing something though. So if anybody who watches or listens to this can help me. So 
she's got a Mike Trout. They're all like her size jerseys too. So they're like build a bear, yeah. you know? So uh, she's got a Mike Trout one signed. She's got Tom Brady. She's got David Beckham. She's got Lionel Messi. Forgetting anybody, but but I need I need to get a basketball one in her collection. I don't know who it can be. You should have told me. I could have just got Iverson, dude. I as as I'm saying this, it came to my mind. Oh my uh, gosh! I would have totally I would have totally just got that done this past weekend. It, I wanted to be like I don't know more like LeBron James. <laughs> no, 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 Dr. No. J. AI. I mean, like a like a, some kind of like personal connection to it, you know, because you. the other yeah, ones yeah, like yeah. the Mike Trout one, my dad drilled his well and he signed it for it. David Beckham. I've worked with multiple times. Lionel Messi, I worked with um, Tom Brady. I worked with. So it's like actually it was me doing it. So right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes I'm just sense. Gonna to, I'm going to go on one of those Hollywood tours that tell you where basketball players live. And I'll just like knock on the door. Like, Magic what? Johnson, will you <clears> sign this? <laughs> Wait, do you do you want a Bobby Witt one signed for her? I got uh, so you know uh, Carter Carter Christian. Yep, he he's got the Bobby Witt signing coming, and I sent him a Storm Chasers jersey, so his Triple uh, A team. Okay, okay. Uh, so he's gonna do that, and I sent him a miniature Julio Rodriguez one. So right. should get those. I might be able to get the Bobby Witt one for free though. That's true. Let's get it. <laughs> Count me in. They didn't have, you know what the problem was? They didn't have uh, Royals jerseys of him yet. So yeah. that's why I, I had to try it for the... <clears throat> but oh, this this leads me into something I wanted to talk about. Who's your picks? Rookie of the year. ALM. Rookie of the year? Yeah. Uh, I'm going with Witt. Um, only because I, I would say J-Rod. Um, but... Seattle's weird, man. Like last year with Kalinic, it was just like up and down. And then like, it was almost like they weren't giving him a chance to develop and find a groove. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and that's why it was funny the other day I got into like a Instagram argument with this guy because <clears throat> MLB pipeline was like ranking the farm systems. And I was like, Oh, I think it might be, all I said was Ray's got to be number one question mark. Oh, I saw this. And I had just had these <laughs> Seattle fans like giving me a hard time saying, no way it's Seattle. But one guy in particular was like, they have six people in the top 100. And I was like, okay, it's not just based on the top 100. It's the farm system as a whole. As a whole. So, yeah. then, I, so then I took a snippet out of the article from last year explaining how they rate it. And I put it in there and he's like, see, I'm like, I don't understand what you mean by C. Like I, I'm telling you, <laughs> and you know and i'm like and if we're using your logic then miami would be number one maybe two because they have six people in the top 100 you know and it ended up being the orioles anyways yeah. but like he just kept going on and on and then i was waiting for him the next day to say something but he didn't say anything so I don't know. he and he thought i was stupid and it was I like literally that. i love that you you get into it with trolls or you troll people like i just i kind of love that because it's I, I can't I help it sometimes. I troll you know, people in groups, but never like randos, just because I'm like, it's not <laughs> worth the time. But I love that you guys get into it with people. Well, you know what it is, is I, I say this at work, and um, 
and people always think it's hilarious is like I, I like to let people know they're stupid without saying hey you're stupid let me let me just let me break it down for you so maybe you'll understand but like you're clearly stupid yeah <laughs> he's like an idiot <laughs> yeah so and you know the next day i was just waiting for it like but it was Baltimore, so uh, and that was the thing is like I wasn't making an argument for the Rays. I was just saying I didn't think it was Seattle. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, okay, so that's so I'm I'm on board with you with AL, no doubt. Right. I think he, I think he's gonna come out and just fucking crush it and prove that he was worth every penny of the money we invested into. Did him. you see Did you see the video he posted today? Yeah. I I think he's got everything going for him. He's got everything going for him. No um, and Kansas City kind of, I mean, let's be honest, they need him to come through. So what about right. NL? So for NL, who do you got? I don't even know who the contenders are. Come on. You know who I'm taking. Bryson oh, Stott. Bryson Stott? Bryson yeah. Stott. He's the sleeper. He's on the roster. And Bohm is on the roster, too. I'm surprised. But uh, <laughs> I'm, taking, I'm taking Bryson Stott. I, I sold you a nice Bryson Stott. I think you did. I did. It was a speckle. You you saw me speckles, man. That's your that's your forte. God, I wish I still kept. I wish I would have kept one of those wits. I'm stupid. <laughs> that's where I was stupid. Well, I sold a bunch happened. of my wits. I uh, I sold uh, I sold the gold shimmer. I sold a, I sold two purples. Um, and I'm probably gonna sell the green mega box auto. Nice. Um, but I'm keeping, I've got quite a few that I'm keeping, but my main, my main ones that I'm keeping, I have the mega box PSA 10, uh, SP variation auto the, to 25. Oh yeah. Yep. And I, I have, I have a couple other really nice ones that I'm keeping stored away, but yeah, I mean, I think it's just crazy. Like to not sell, if you have a, if you have a stockpile of a prospect during call up to not sell some of it, well, right. And that's what everyone thought I was crazy last year because I sold the Wander I had at call up. But the price hasn't really gone up too much at, more than that. So I was happy where I was at. I mean, I got in, a, a, I got a speckle and a refractor and a base. I think the most I paid was 1500 for the refractor, not even the speckle. And I sold them all of them for over four grand each. So I was just like, yeah, I, I'm not complaining. Might as well. I, I do sometimes i do wish i would have kept the sapphire the, the 10 auto i had but it is what it is so yeah we uh yeah i mean i you know me too i never sell anything so this I know. is like that's why I, I was surprised you actually sold the list well you know what it is this is the i don't know why i didn't think about this before so um i use uh, pat's pulls for psa he's right fucking amazing with it and I've had really good success with him and I love dealing with him. He's a great guy. So he just keeps, when it comes back from PSA, he just keeps it at his place until I come back. Right. So there's, cause there's no point at sitting in the basement. So this time around those, he graded those, uh, those wits and they were sitting there and I was like, okay, they're kind of liquid because they're not in the basement. Just right. Waiting for them. You got access. Yeah. So I think from now on, what I'll do is I'll probably leave, I'll leave some cards like that I know would would eventually do really well at certain points, like call ups, 
all-star games, that kind of shit. So I can actually sell things. Because it felt good selling something, man. It felt good because yeah. then I just took that money and I immediately bought a bunch of shit that I really wanted. Yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah. so you, uh, you and I are similar, though. Like, um, I always sell things to get something else. I'm not really trying to sell stuff to make money. Sometimes I sell stuff to pay pay a bill here and there or whatever. Yeah. But, like, that's where you. I think you and I are similar. Um, Brandon is just, like get it flip it out of here get it flip it out of here and there's yeah. nothing wrong i don't think there's anything wrong with that either um no i mean i just I, I just get a great connected. business model i get i get like sentimental with stuff and don't want to yeah. let it go so yeah, I, I mean I, i'm the same way i'm borderline hoarder <clears throat> i fucking collect everything like I, my wife got mad at me because uh she just did hopefully this isn't like confidential information but whatever so she just did the uh, off-white imaginary dinner, um, yep. which was like the closing of the last Virgil show as well. And she's like a production designer, art director. She worked on like, you know, doing all the table settings and all this stuff. But they had these wooden plates that were engraved off-white imaginary right. dinner um, and the date. And I was like begging her to bring one home for me. And she was like, the fuck are you going to do with a wooden plate? I'm like, you don't understand the intrinsic value of something like this. Right. She doesn't, she doesn't keep things. She doesn't like, she's not a collector right. of anything. And I'm like, please, please, please. And she didn't. And then I sent her a really passive aggressive voice note, which I don't think went over well. <laughs> I think I said something along the lines of, I know you don't take it as serious as me, but it'd be nice if you did something nice for me. <laughs> That's good. That's a good tack. Uh, yeah. Um, especially if it works. She didn't get it, though. Oh, no? No. Nah. Wait, does she feel bad when you say stuff like that? Because my wife doesn't. She laughs at me. Nah, she don't feel bad. She thinks I'm an idiot. Same. Uh, what did you think about... I don't I don't know. I'm sure we talked about it at some point, but it's it's relevant again. That company Zero Cool who did the uh, Gary V fucking jerk off jackal or whatever the fuck those weird little animals that he made. They just did a new set, the jackass one. And I saw some of the I cards. I didn't see them yet. Are they cool? Yeah. I mean, well, so they're, they're stills from the show or the movie, but like limited and like foil. And I mean, I kind of sort of like them. So I don't I, know. I don't. I uh, I would never say you're the B team, Justin. You're always on the A team. But Josh Luber was supposed to be on the podcast today. Um, he had a last. He had he had last minute travel, so I did. That's I it. just wanted to talk to him about that stuff. And I, not a fan of the V cards personally, but um, I did want to talk to him and see like what the vision is there. And like, I think it's kind of cool though that he's trying to bring some other things besides sports cards to the game. I, the Jackass stuff. Like I I went and saw the movie in the theaters. Um, I, I grew up on that, so I love it. You know, yeah. I haven't seen the I mean, cartoons. I'm totally down with like the pop culture stuff, especially when it comes to entertainment and TV and movies. Like, obviously, because it's close to me, but right. Yeah, I think I think the Gary V thing was a big miss, and I think it just the negative attention it drew straight off the bat because of like the shill bidding and all this kind of ridiculous stuff, and and the right. fact that like. <clears throat> I mean, come on, like the drawings were a joke. 
And I, I, I actually like some of what Gary Vee says. I think he's 70% of the time a bit of a tool, but 30% it's like, ah, yeah, he's got a great point there. It's like quite motivational. But. Yeah, but you know, like to me, um, it gets old too, right? Because it's kind of like the David Goggins thing, right? Like I think, you know, David Goggins is yeah. the ex-Navy SEAL, right? Like super highly motivational and I get it, right? But not everyone's David Goggins, not everyone's Gary V. And it's it's like you can you can only sell the like do it, do it, do it, like <laughs> like quit being a lazy ass and fucking do it. Like you can only sell that so much, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what Gary Gary V's whole thing is just grab life by the horns and just go after it. Like yeah. I mean, I, I can't get on board with the make three TikTok fucking videos a day. Like I don't know what that's all about, but <laughs> I, don't have, I don't even have facebook i don't have none of that shit i have instagram i have twitter that's it yeah but um Actually, I, I love twitter oh twitter i don't get on there enough but yeah twitter's good stuff i the news if you need news or info if you go in there it's, it'll be there before anywhere else um, Dude, i buy more i bought more cards on twitter than i have on instagram or ebay by far see i haven't done that yet the uh I got um, Matt. Let me see his uh, <clears throat> his Instagram is Matt Van Forty Five. I'm gonna bring him on. Uh, he's an insurance adjuster, and uh, he does cards as well. But we're gonna talk about the the Mamba cards thing today, and just I got a couple opinions on it. Um, yeah, not I good or too. bad, just just some thoughts, and we'll just well, let me get him on here real quick. So, Matt, can what's you up, hear us? Yeah, what's, what's up? up? How's yeah, yep. How's it going? Good. How y'all doing? Good. Good hey, uh, just just so you know, I'm Don. This is Justin. Um, this so this is live streaming on YouTube, right? So, like, I have a professional career besides this, so I'm I'm always kind of mindful of what I'm saying, or at least thinking about what I'm saying before I say it or clap off at the mouth. Um, so just be mindful of that. Um, I like worst case scenario. If you really need me to, I can delete the video right after. Um, and then like edit the audio before I put it on like the podcast platforms. But I just, I like to give people fair warning. You know what I mean? Um, are you familiar? You can and will be used against you in a court of law. <laughs> are you, are you familiar with what happened today at, at the Mamba cards? So I saw a little bit about it where they had that break in, right? Yeah, yeah. So basically, um, I'll just, I'll give my perspective on it. They put it on the internet. So I feel like it's open game, but, uh, their store got broken into last night. They had video of two individuals masked up coming in the store and just basically like if you're at the grocery store doing one of these and just swooping everything into a bag, that's what they were doing. Um, and then the two guys left. What I thought was interesting is that they posted the front door, which was basically like an everyday glass door. Um, no other security measures from what I saw from what they posted. Um, they posted all the stuff that got stolen today, um, screenshots of the guy's faces. But what I thought was interesting is there's no video of the front door. There's no video of the parking lot. Um, and then it, I don't know what kind of security system they have, but it, it almost looked like, like a ring system. So like there's no communication with these guys. Um, and then shortly right after they posted that on their story, they posted a GoFundMe asking for 150,000 in donations. Um, so when I saw that, I was like, what the hell is that all about? Like, so, and this is just my opinion. I don't know those guys. 
Um, I, if they got broken into and all this stuff got stolen, I feel bad. But at the same time, it's like um, you have shitty security system, a shitty door. Um, you want people to donate to your stupidity. It makes no sense. And not only that, it's like, do you have insurance? And if you do, wouldn't you want to wait for the insurance? So that's why I was asking for an insurance adjuster or someone in insurance to just get your perspective on the situation before Justin goes off on yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm fired up about it. <laughs> What's your opinion on it then, too? No, no, I want to hear. I want to hear the like uh, the professional. Well, yeah, the first thing, like you said right away, Don, is like there's a lot of like odd, and I I don't know them at all either. But like right away, right. like you you have a lot of odd like red flags that I think almost any normal person could say a little bit like something seems something seems up especially when you're talking about that amount of money that is possibly was taken that no matter what uh like you said there's some definite uh kind of some red flags that pop up with that you know whether like you said are there other cameras what kind of systems they have in place and you know if it and if is there any insurance i think that's the biggest question um when i was thinking about right away when you brought it up is like the sports card industry in general personally never really seen it is what kind of insurance do they offer and is there any like specialized insurance to it because right. there, you can have a, a general like business policy to it but there there definitely could be something a little bit more customized too we see it and we don't see it personally uh, in my line, but, uh, you know, see, occasionally you see athletes taking out insurance on their bodies or right, something like that. Is right. there something a little bit more specialized to that that would offer a different coverage to that? So that's what I was like thinking right away is uh, from that perspective, like, do do they have any insurance and is it something special or just like a normal like business type policy or something like well, that? I know, I know that you can, you can get collectible insurance and even like Beckett offers that stuff now. I get emails all the time from them like, do you know why you should insure your collection? But I guess that's like for collectors. So, I mean, it, when you're talking about like product that you're selling, I mean, in a almost retail setting, like, how does that work? But okay, so so what what ha what would happen next? So the police do their investigation, insurance do their investigation parallel to that, or how does that work? Yeah, they they it coincides with each other. All the parties try to work together. So yeah, but if they do have any insurance, that insurance should be working alongside any police officers and uh, mama cards as well, trying to supply any information they have. Everyone trying to work together. Yeah, I, I just, it was just weird. Like, I thought, you know, it was bad optics, right, to do the GoFundMe thing. Um, especially when, it, it was just, it, the whole situation looked bad to me. Like, I, I at first I felt really bad for them. And I still do feel bad for them. Like, God, I, mm -hmm. having your place broken into and your stuff stolen is horrible. Um, yeah. But at the, but then when, as soon as the GoFundMe thing went up, I was like, wait a minute, what is going on here? And then they took it down. Um, and then even... In the GoFundMe thing, it said something about we're not sure what's going to happen with insurance. But when they got taken down, they were up to like two grand in like within an hour. I want to say they got up to almost ten grand. I don't know if it's still up, but uh, for me, for me, the whole thing is like I'm going to try and keep my rant under control. But same as Don, when I read it, I was like, "Damn, that sucks." And I watched the videos. 
And I do believe that one of the comments in there was, uh, I believe they were right, that I think they're speaking Greek, because I believe I heard them say Malaka, which is like, you know, bitch, like son of a bitch or something, or like little asshole or something like that. <laughs> um, but these dudes, you know, it's terrible. You're watching them fucking empty out these cupboards full of like, you know, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of stuff. And I felt bad and I saw people sharing it. And I'm like, damn, like that, that sucks. Then I saw the GoFundMe and my mood about and my take on it immediately changed because as someone who like looks at GoFundMe quite often, there are, that platform is fantastic for people who are truly in need. This is people that have health conditions or people that are going to lose their houses or you know, underprivileged people who want to be sent to university or, you know, really good causes on there. And right. when I saw that, that they were, and, and what their target was being 150 or a hundred thousand dollars, I personally know of an, at least one account and I scrolled through and I saw dozens more of there's a family with a child with brain cancer and they can't afford his treatment. And they were asking for far less than these guys. And I'm thinking, first of all, you, you sell things to people, you take their hard earned money, you mark it up massively, you make your profit. You don't care about these people truly, you know, like that's not, that's not the business relationship between a breaker and a customer. You know, there's, there's hardly ever any personal relationship. Um, and if there was the breaker would probably tell you, you know, don't join breaks. You're losing too much money. <laughs> but, right. Right. Stop you know, gambling. And then the, now they're going to try to appeal to these people who they're already taking their hard-earned money to give them more money to keep taking their money, which is insane to me. And it's just so fucked up. Like, and, and I'm hoping, like, and I, I was saying to Don before, I do not know these guys. I've never broke with these guys. I've never, I don't even think I've ever watched one of their breaks. So I'm not going to say they're bad people. Maybe it was just like a lapse in judgment. Maybe it was just, fucking idiot idea by someone who's like thinks that they're you know internet savvy or whatever maybe but still it's inexcusable and for me it's it's fucking mm. disgusting right i think that's that's the thing too it's like uh for it to go up right away and then there was no it wasn't like we lost all this product we don't have insurance we have people working here. They're going to lose their jobs. We're going to lose our homes. We're going to be homeless. It was, it was nothing to that effect at all. It was basically like we got robbed, donate money to us to yeah. help us until the insurance figures it out, which I was like, that is weird. Um, yeah. I was like, I don't know whose bright idea that was, but that wasn't, wasn't a good move or, Oh, it's, it's back up again. The so that, and, and, yeah. And the gold now a hundred thousand. Do you know, like, was that, like, originated by Mamba's Cards or did someone else start making this So it actually says, it says Mamba Cards is organizing this fundraiser. Yeah, and that's tough, too, because, like you said, like, you don't wish, like, anyone to ever get broken in on. I don't personally know them, but, like, it just seems like a weird conflicting issue. And, like, you don't wish that situation on anyone in the first place, but it's kind of a weird first step to take. Yeah. So they wrote, uh, let's see, as you've seen on Instagram, our office store has been burglarized in the middle of the night. 
Um, let's see. <clears throat> we'll be dealing with insurance companies to help us through this matter, but it's unlikely that they will compensate us for the full amount of product that was stolen. We love this hobby with a passion, and any little bit helps while we go through this difficult time. They act like they're like like a family member suddenly died. Like, God forbid, hopefully that's not the case, that like they're using the money from this shop to fund somebody's health care. I mean, in that case, I feel like a dick. There's pie on my face, but it just sounds like you, you lost some money and you like, hey, who's going to bail us out because we shouldn't do it ourselves? Like, I, I just feel like for me, right, like, if I got if someone stole my car out front of my house, I would wait and see what the insurance says first before I started a GoFundMe that I got to walk to work like Fred Flintstone. Like I don't. Well, so what? What is that? I mean, like, in, in and way, I thought, yeah, go ahead. You think about it. Like some of these people that are buying into these breaks and spending thousands of dollars on a night or whatever, some of those people are spending beyond their means anyway. And they're going into debt to do this. And it's a very real possibility. And I've heard of cases where people end up losing their houses, like ended up in divorce and all kinds of shit because of fucking buying into breaks because it's gambling. I mean, at the yep. end of the day, it's gambling and it's an addiction. And you're always chasing that big hit. You're always, you know, like these people need help, not the people that are feeding them. And I said to my wife, because, you know, she always tries to take the high road on stuff. And I was like, okay, think about it like this. There's a drug dealer on the sidewalk. Someone comes up, robs him, and takes all his drugs. Are you going to go and give him money so that he can get more drugs to sell you? Fuck no. Like, no. No, but I, that's a good point, though. And that's uh, so, like, my litmus test for this, right? And I always think of uh, that Reddit thread, you know, am I the asshole here, right? And I always <laughs> think about this, but my litmus test for it is. I asked my wife, she came home uh, with my daughter and a friend from Bush Gardens earlier. And I was like, hey, quick scenario. Let me just explain to you what happened. So I told her the story. And then I was like, within seconds, they opened a GoFundMe. And she looked at me and was like, what the hell for? Do they not have insurance? And I was like, hmm, interesting. So I'm not the asshole here. Just want to make okay. sure. I, I just feel like if you have insurance, you would want to see. And I thought, and uh, Matt, if you know, uh, let me know. But if you have insurance, and they get money for that stuff. Can they still claim it on the insurance? How does that normally work? Yeah, so that's kind of that, that. Like you said, that kind of creates a goofy scenario too, because the purpose of insurance is that by being the insurance is supposed to get you back to your original state, and you're not supposed to be profiting from the insurance. That's one of the things they always talk about, and that does create a scenario dependent. And like you said, you, there's a lot of hypotheticals. What kind of, do they have insurance and what kind of coverage right, right. might they have? And what's that, but it creates a weird scenario, but you, that they are getting, there is a scenario out there possibly that they have coverage for everything to get them. Whatever you'd say is back to normal. Plus they take all that GoFundMe money in which they'd be possibly profiting from it. So that is kind of an odd scenario as well. Is that illegal? It's not legal, right? Like, I mean, it seems like it would be, but. But crowdfunding, like, in essence, is like unchecked. Like, you're trusting someone and there's no, there are, there are no like strings attached. I think, I think that's how it works. Like, you believe that this person needs the money for that thing. You, su you send them the money and they don't have to like prove anything to you. 
So I don't know. And I don't have too much experience on that either, but that, so I, I, I don't know exactly how that would work out either. All right. So let's say here's the scenario, Matt, you're assigned this case, right? Do you wait, first of all, when you show up to do like an assessment, do you wear like a uniform or like a badge or anything? Uh, it's, it's different for everything, I guess. <laughs> I mean, cause it's a crime scene, you know, like, do you have to wear the fucking gloves and shit? Like, are you going in there dusting? You checking for fingerprints? I, I personally, I personally don't do on-site inspections like that. Okay. So I can't yeah. Well, I, you know what, Justin, we're asking the wrong questions here. So Matt, what, what, <laughs> what, what do you do? I guess we should get that out first and then. Yeah. That's gonna say I ensure I ensure like children's bicycles or something. Like that. No, so we we do property and casualty insurance, so like that. But I'm okay. I'm an internal I'm an internal rep out of the internal office, so I don't I don't travel out. We have other people that do the traveling out when we need. To oh, that. I got you. Yeah, you're the guy that the guys at work don't want to see. <laughs> you checking the checkers? Yeah, so. yeah. So all right, yeah. So, these guys okay so how long how long does an insurance claim normally take like they they can they vary in length so it's tough to tell um a claim can be settled you know from a simple auto accident as soon as somebody reports it to getting getting you know getting everything taken care of and fixed to years and years if it's a complex litigated file or investigation or no matter what there's no uh real length to it they can just vary so so what you're saying is that hypothetically these guys could be fucked for a while if if, they, um, if it's be a little bit suspicious or anything i and like because how long it takes though like that doesn't necessarily mean there won't be payments issued up front depending on the carrier and everything else you know especially with a business or something like that it's possible that, you know, you can, that initial payments might be issued or something to keep them, you know, afloat in the meantime or anything else, especially mm. depending on the coverage. It's not yeah. like you I, have to withhold all payments to the end. I, I, so I was just thinking of this, right? Like, I think if you're going to go public like they did immediately, then transparency is key. Um, so like, if you don't have insurance, then say you don't have insurance, or if you have the general, right the general's your insurance and and you're worried about it then say that but it, there's so many things missing and it's like you just come out with your story but then you don't give the full picture and and then you have people that are like blindly saying like let's support you and help you out and then there's adults like us that are like hey what's going on here you know what i mean like uh none of the, a lot of this stuff's not adding up um but like i said and that's we're just speculating because we don't have all the facts and details um I mean, we can play like we do, you know, fuck it. Why not? Yeah, no, but that was the thing. is like, break uh, the case right now. I, Matt's I, helping us break this case. No, that was, no. That, that was the thing, though, is like, as soon as I put on my Instagram story, like, what are we donating to exactly? You'd be surprised yeah. how many messages I got were like, right, what the hell's going on? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, damn, I know I'm not the only one thinking like this. But I, I guess with insurance, too, Matt, so, like, let's say they are insured. Wouldn't the insurer, like, request that they have certain security measures if you're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars in product um and that that really that's more of like so like there's like on the underwriting or loss control side right. of things yeah so that's more something and that like you said that varies from carrier to carrier so some carriers would possibly say 
that they wouldn't even write or insure someone like that unless they had those type of measures because that wouldn't right. fit their like fit their appetite. But like say someone else, I know you, you said the general earlier, but like yeah, like say some a, a different uh, carrier that like doesn't care as much or isn't charging as much in premium or something like that, they may they might not uh, require those measures or they might whatever. And, that, and that's really ultimately up to whoever you know wrote the policy if they have insurance and like what they do require. But so the that kind of varies as well depending on what they isn't have. This, exactly though, isn't this kind of information like? it's kind of public domain, right? Like, so you could search their name, you could find their LLC, you can find who their insurer is, right? We could do a deep Google right now. Um, get the insurer a, lot, a lot of businesses you can, yeah. It's like common with truck, like trucking companies and stuff, especially, but I'd, I'd assume, yeah, you could probably do the same. <clears throat> I did, there was a, uh, what's that guy's name on Instagram? Jack of all trades LA. He's in that Bowman group we're in. Yeah, I guess he's like a, a insurance litigation lawyer too. So he was going to come on, but he was like, "Oh, I can't get on that early." And I was like, "Well, there's always next time." Those lawyers, those litigation lawyers. Are you chugging down a no. tall boy of root beer? I'm not a tall boy. No, just 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 a just a small one. <laughs> oh damn, dude! I th- I'd never seen a tall boy of root beer. I was about to say, no. oh, what's that poster you got up there? Is that I, you on that a, poster behind you? Yeah, that's a football poster from back when I played ball. So let me see that. That's you. Uh, yeah, that's that's me up there. I used to I used to rock a mullet too, yeah. so I, I can show you all that sure. sometime too. But I I had to clean up after I'm done playing. <laughs> nice, love it. No, I mean, I I think this is like one of those things where, obviously, I'm not I'm not holier than thou. I'm not a Right. And that I know anything for a fact, maybe these dudes are reacting in the heat of like total confusion and anxiety and they're not thinking straight, you know, maybe this yeah. is all legitimate. Like they, and they're actually scared, you know, like if you, someone breaks into your shit, you're scared that they're going to come back again and they're going to come back again and again, like, and that's maybe your livelihood. So I don't know. I feel bad in that sense, but like bad move guys, bad move. If you're listening to this podcast, fucking cedar hollow does not approve <laughs> you know you know what it is though justin i think for me too more than anything else is like uh being being adults with careers right um i have a family that i have to take care of um so anytime someone's asking for money i immediately want to know certain things right so it's like if they were being transparent and they were like showing everything, like we were saying, like, then maybe I would feel a little worse and say, sure, here's a hundred bucks or whatever. But like, don't ask me for money. Yeah. And then you're not giving all the details of everything. It's just, it's not going to happen. I, first of all, like if anyone asks me for money on the street, the answer is always no. If someone's like, I'm hungry, I, I'm more than happy to buy somebody lunch, take them to the grocery store no problem but the minute they're like no i just want cash i'm like uh you're fucking dead to me well you know what i got a funny story for you sorry matt this doesn't have to do with insurance but i hope you enjoy it anyway so we were at- matt <laughs> you, can, you can stay as long as you want on the podcast if you gotta go you gotta go it's completely up to you i have a little bit more time i appreciate y'all having me Come yeah on. for sure so we had the we were at the national this year in chicago and uh, i was i was hanging out with tony a lot uh edge card breaks which is a weird name because he doesn't even break cards anymore. So he should change that. 
and Tony is the kind of guy who, when he goes to a new city, his idea of like seeing the town is through the homeless people. So his whole thing was like, not like to go around and go to nice restaurants or anything. He was like, I want to get one of those city rent a bikes, ride around, find homeless people and just hang out with them. I was like, okay, first of all, that's fucking weird, bro. Like, <laughs> and he kept trying to get me to go. I'm like, I'm not going with you. But basically right. he became like the Pied Piper of homeless people in Chicago because he was going and then like taking them to 7-Eleven and buying them like cartons of cigarettes and t-shirts and like right, like just anything they wanted. It was like a shopping spree. And I was like, bro, like, what are you doing? And he didn't buy a single, he didn't buy one single card at the national, not nothing. All he did was buy yeah. cigarettes for homeless people. I, so I'll never forget um, when I was, we lived in Key West for a little bit. My, my oldest son was probably like eight. I'm trying to think. He's 25, six. So little Donnie was probably like two and Leilani was brand new newborn. Like we're pushing her in the stroller. Dude, I was like in my mid twenties, you know, and uh, down there they have like these homeless kids, which they're like teenagers, early twenties. And this guy comes up to me and he doesn't say, can you help? He says, give me some money. And I, I instantly snapped and I was like, excuse me, like give you money. I'm like, motherfucker, these are my three kids. You give me money. And then I was like, you're lucky I don't whoop your ass right now. And Lucia grabbed me and she's like, what are you doing? I was like, this guy, he doesn't say help me. Give me money. I was like, are you out of your mind? Give me money. Like, no way. Do you know how, how, but, uh, how expensive it is to raise children? Jesus Christ. I know. I'm like, listen, these are this is, these are my kids. I'm not babysitting. Like, are you kidding me Matt, right now? Matt, are you a, you a Packers fan? You're Wisconsin, right? Yeah, big Packers fan. So yeah, we're up, I'm right up towards that Green Bay area. So yeah, I know well. What's the uh, what's the quarterback situation in Green Bay? Quarterback situation is good. I don't know about the wide receiver situation anymore. <laughs> right, right. Well, the quarterback situation is good, but how do you feel about Aaron Rodgers saying, fuck the Packers, pay me? Yeah. I, you know what? It, you know I'm that's like, what he did. I know. Everyone talks about it. And, like, I was actually – I was in Vegas at the time when the Raiders got Devontae Adams. And I, I, was, I was, like, joking. I was in some extra chats. I said, I'm going to stand outside this stadium right now and prevent Devontae Adams from going in. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that because I'm so conflicted because when I was, when I was young, like really young, we had Brett Favre leave us and like, that was like a big thing for us. And like, I kind of said, I was like, that was so tough, especially like when you're younger and you see him like the Jets, I was like, I don't I could care less about the Jets, like Jets, but then he goes to the Vikings and <laughs> that, that's tough. And like, I don't want, I don't want Rodgers to do the same thing. So like emotionally that that kind of stunk, but I, I'm, I'm trying to stay optimistic. I, we got a good pick that I hope we get a lob at. I love that kid, like watching him play. I don't know if you watched him from Ohio State. Maybe we can get that, but you never know. I hate Ohio State, so any player from there, I immediately write him off. Oh, uh, I, do, I do too. I'm a Badgers fan too, so I have to. But like, <laughs> I, I have to, but like at the same time, like you got to realize how talented that kid is. I'm like, I'll take Like, What are you yeah, playing but, against us? That's, but, that's all here, I said. I was like, I'll thing, take man. him. Here's the thing, right? Is once you realize that to some of these guys, when they put winning aside, right? So I feel like Rogers is finally at that point where he's putting winning aside. I don't care what he says, because his actions speak louder than his words do. It's all about the money. 
I mean, he basically said, I don't care if we sign. You guys didn't want to sign anyone when I asked you to, so fuck you, pay me. We're not going to be able to sign anyone the last three years I'm here, and it is what it is. I mean, that's like even Favre, right? Uh, when Favre yeah. was waffling, when the Vikings were like, hey, we'll give you $13 million for a season, Brett Favre said, sure, no problem. I will limp out there and throw as many passes as I can until I can't no more, and you're going to pay me $13 million, guaranteed. Didn't Brett Favre so that, like that, send a bunch of fucking dick pics to people like unsolicited? Yeah, or something? yeah, I was just about to say Brett Favre was a shower for sure. <laughs> and he was you know, doing those like uh, he was doing like Lee jeans ads or something. He was fucking sending his Wrangler, Wrangler, Wrangler. <laughs> but you know, uh, for like uh, ten years, Brett Favre's Wikipedia page photo of him was him and I together. No way. No way. Yeah. So he, uh, I'm, I'm in the Coast Guard, and. Uh, he we was drowning. We went to a military. <laughs> we went to a military we, no, we went to a military appreciation practice. It was a Jets practice, and uh, someone took a picture of us there. You couldn't really see me, right? But uh, that was his Wikipedia page. It was him and I at that Jets practice. I have photos from it still, but yeah, it nice. sucks. I I got a helmet signed, but it's a damn Jets helmet. And then like I remember my buddy brought a Green Bay helmet. And I was like, you think he'll sign that? And he did, and I was like, no. I have a fucking oh, Brett Favre autograph oh. on a Jets helmet. <laughs> yeah, it is you should have just had him sign a fucking sandwich or something. Like, like I mean, sign your jeans. Yeah. That would probably be a bit more. Uh... <laughs> well, we were in uniforms. So I didn't get you know. But golly. But yeah, so turn I don't. Out, turn out one of his dick pics and get him to sign that. Like the... Yeah, the text messages. Jeez. Yeah. God. I guess, uh, did you see Brett Favre recently? He was in the news. Um, he took his grandson to a basketball game, and uh, God, what game was it? I don't know. I just thought it was funny because during the meeting with the players, I forget who it was, and they gave his son some shoes. It might have been Curry. He was like, this is the first NBA game I've ever been to. I was like, holy shit, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's a lot you can read into that. but <laughs> Yeah. I don't want to make more accusations on this podcast today. <laughs> we, can, we can throw accusations out all day, un, unwarranted. And un but I, I just, I think it sucks for Packers fans, honestly, because, you know, Rodgers did that. Like, it sucks. But we'll see. I mean, I still yeah, think it, uh, he throws the best ball in the NFL, so we'll see. Yeah, I, it's, I try to be optimistic. I mean, like I said, I think for a long time now, like, he has made like subpar wide receivers look really, really good. So maybe we'll keep up with that. And the division's not that strong either. So hopefully we can do all right, right there right. too. But yeah, but it's uh it's easy to be know. optimistic. It's easy to be optimistic when your team has won for your entire life, right? I, I'm yeah. a Jags fan, so yeah, we missed the, we've missed the playoffs like one one year time, yeah. Yeah, when when you when you uh, root for shitty teams, it's it's a little harder to be optimistic when stuff like that happens. I mean, it's been really tough for me. I know, for the past, I've looked like, out you know, decade or so as a Patriots fan. So I mean, I'm, I'm just a downtrodden this asshole. But Jeez. but you but you so you're a Pats fan, right? But do you not do you not still love Tom Brady and still of course hope I do. Tamp Tampa wins a little bit. Absolutely. I mean, I still, owe you, I still owe you. Not forget. Yeah, no, I gotta get them the old, for, the old forehead <laughs> flick. I thought they were gonna win it, man. I thought they were gonna win it this year. But, I did put, I did put money on Tampa before Brady came back. 
as the Super Bowl winner next year. So oh, that's looking pretty good, good for me. Yeah, it's a good. Future. I think Ed- I think Edelman's coming back. I mean, to play at Tampa. Yeah, you see him working out together. He did the April Fool's post where it's like him signed to Buccaneers. I think it's gonna happen. Yeah, did Gronk say he's coming back yet, or or no? He said he'll come back as long as Brady comes back. Yep. Get the boys back together. Yeah, uh, I saw um, Zion's stepdad today said that he's gonna play this year. I heard he wasn't, but that's what they're saying. But dude, I, don't know. I think I think anybody who claims that Zion is a bust at this point is a fool, because the dude was a phenomenal talent. Sure, he got hurt. Sure, he fucking gained weight. Dude, look at Patty Pimblet, the Patty the Batty from the UFC. When he fights, he is lean. He is 165 pounds. As soon as his fight's over, the dude balloons up to like 250 pounds. Like, you can be an elite athlete and get back into shape quickly, yeah. and you can still dominate. He's still young enough to, but I might. I've talked he don't about want to be in. He don't want to be in New Orleans. That's it. Right. He doesn't want to be in New Orleans, and I, you know, and I think the organization might be a little dysfunctional too. Because if he's your number one guy, you invest in him. So if I was the Pelicans, I'd be like, "Hey, asshole, you're gonna do your rehab here. This is your personal chef that we're gonna pay to live at your house. This is your nutritionist. Nutritionist. That's it. We're not." We're not playing these games anymore. Like, we have a lot invested in you. So if we have to spend a couple hundred thousand more, so be it. But so Matt, as an insurance man, if uh, if the Pelicans came to you and said we want to insure Zion's feet, would you do it? What would what would the deductible be on that? I'm not I'm not in the business of that, but I I, I think that's always kind of crazy too that that they even that some like. Like I said, those are more bizarre insurance companies even offer stuff like that. But if some people are willing to do it, I I have no idea. I'm going to start my own insurance idea. company, I think. Yeah, I think come that's with. crazy. I just got a, just like got you a said, message from someone. I, I agree with Don. Like, you got to lock someone down that, like, put an investment with the food in it for them and everything else because – We've seen. I mean, as a Packers fan, we saw. But as a Packers fan, I just keep thinking about Eddie Lacy, cheeseburger yeah. Eddie ate himself out of the league. And I think uh, <laughs> Zion Williamson can do the same. Cheeseburger Eddie, I've never heard that. That's pretty good. That's a shame. Uh, I just got a message from uh, the trading cards two or three two seven it says text me, which I don't have his phone number, so I don't know how I can text him. Uh, insurance agent, we insure some card shops. Oh, so I just sent him the link. I was like, I'm live right now on the podcast, so uh, get, get on. on there. Yeah, help help us figure this out. Let us know if we're the assholes. We're cracking the case here. <clears throat> God, do you imagine if they got a hundred thousand dollars for getting robbed for having minimal security? Dude, I'm opening a business tomorrow and letting them rob me. Oh, did Matt drop off? I think he did. Yep. He was like, all right, you guys, you guys are assholes. <laughs> He's like, I, I keep telling you I don't handle this kind of insurance. Why do you keep asking me these questions? 
He was young, huh? I meant to ask him how old he was. You could definitely tell he was young. Nah, he, he's a nice guy. I uh, I like the self poster flex on the wall. If I had a poster myself, I'd be up there. I got I got Dicky Thon up here. I don't know if you can see him. Wrong way, I think. Dicky Thon's up. How's oh, nice. Right? Hey, so there what? You do you you have? Are you? Did you buy a place out? Or is that nah, renting nah. a place? Just rent. Yeah, you can. Yeah. There's only a few places in this country that you can buy, and it's like multi million dollars. Right. Right. So, I'm good. I'd rather save how, my money from here and buy somewhere how, else. How long have you been out there? Thirteen years. So I, I guess I want to I want to hit on that if you have time. I know it's late. Um, That's cool. What what brought you out there? Work. Yeah, work. Yeah, I worked for a film festival, Tribeca Film Festival, and uh, in 2009 they started a partnership out here and started the Doha Tribeca. They sent me and a couple guys out. And I just never left. Yeah. Just loved it so much. And then did your wife go with you initially or? No, my, my wife was born and raised here. So. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't know so that. That's, that's sort of what kept me here. I was chasing her around for ages. She wasn't having yeah. it for the, for the first year or so. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, no, it's a good place. I mean, there's no crime. It's, it's a safe city. Wages are good. Uh, at least in my industry, it's like a relatively new industry here. So we're kind of like pioneers in that sense. We're kind of developing what the standard of production should be and right. and living up to like an international standard too. So we just finished a big shoot for a new uh, TV show, British TV show. Um, I did sign an NDA, so I can't say a ton about it, but it's a really famous comedian and a really famous footballer. And uh, it's pretty, pretty funny, dude. Uh, Matt, Matt just sent me this photo. I hope you can see it. I don't know if you will because I got this stupid thing. Look at, look at this picture of him. That's him. Yeah, when he played football, I guess. Dude, he he must have been on roids. <laughs> look how big he is, dude. Look how big his neck is. I know. Ask him. Ask him right now, Matt. Were you on steroids? <laughs> Justin, Justin needs to know. Justin wants to know. <laughs> and also, I want to know if if he could ensure a, a football player on steroids, would he do it? <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, God, what was I going to say? Like you, you've done some amazing projects recently. So, are you? A lot of your stuff is like the short. I guess short films. Is that how you describe it? Um, well, I mean, I think the majority of my work is like commercial work. Right. So actually doing like ads, but um, but then we do everything from documentaries, short films, feature films, TV shows. We actually produced the first episode of a of an, um, series that won the Emmy for best drama, and it beat out Game of Thrones a few years ago. Wow! So yeah, we we'll do anything anything that's cool. Like we don't take little jobs we don't take bullshit jobs we don't take jobs where it compromises our morals um we do we just try to make really cool shit all the time that's and that that's got to be an amazing feeling as a creator to pick and choose and i, I always say that because one day when you come back to the states i will link you and my buddy matt together 
Um, he's, he's very similar. Um, he does, he picks and chooses the jobs that he wants. So he was a Red Bull's like main cinematographer for years. Um, uh, he did, he, he, he directed a bunch of their stuff. Um, but then he ventured off and started his own, um, film house like you did, like you did, or you do. And, uh, but he, you know, he just had two kids and, so he does everything based out of Jacksonville, Florida. He's like, if you want me to do something, you will come to me now um, instead of nice. him having to go places. Yeah, it's like he built this barn slash. So it's like a barn on a lake, but uh, it's like a slash film production studio. Um, so it's really cool. cool. Yeah, he just did like some, uh, I think it's a tailor-made commercial. He just did a, and a Nike commercial out of his barn. And they were just like, you're going to be able to do it here. And he's like, yep, the entire thing right here. So. Sick. Love it. He's Are like, you national or what? What's that? Are you going to go to national in Atlantic yeah. City? Yep. You are. I, so let me know what days you're going. I'm trying to. I'm, going, I'm trying to coordinate. I'm going Thursday because... and Friday. Just Thursday and Friday for me. Okay. Well, that's good to know because I I want to coordinate. Um, I'm trying to get Brandon to go, but he's super bougie. You know, I mean, it's not obvious. Uh, Put him in the Trump, bro. Put him in the Trump. He fucking <laughs> come up wearing the red hat, driving his Porsche down the strip. Well, it's funny because uh, I was like, yeah, maybe we'll just stay with Bobby in Brooklyn. He was like, I ain't trying to stay anywhere with kids. He was like, if I'm not going to be with my kids, I don't want to be around anybody else's kids. And I was like, nah, man, get a place in the Borgata. It's the best. It's the best place. It's on its own private island, kind of. It's away from all the fucking riffraff of downtown Atlantic City because it's a fucking shithole. Is that where you're yeah. staying? What, are in you the shithole? <laughs> no, 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 in, in Borgata. Or are you just going to drive if, from the if I If I stay down there, I'll probably stay at Borgata. See, my brothers will come because they're fucking degenerates like me, and we'll sit at a blackjack table all night. See, and I'll probably... I'm down. Yeah. I'm down for that. Yeah. So, so that's... I, I can only do the card show so much. Even like this past is, weekend, that DC show was a big one. And uh, I went Sunday half the day and I was like, I, I, there's no fucking way I would come to this for three days. Like, Dude, the no, national is not. so overwhelming. Like I had, a, I had a unique experience there in Chicago because I was actually working a booth. So it was like, yeah. it was a bit different. So people were coming to us. Right, and, right. But like anytime I went out and walked the floor, it was just like, Jesus Christ, there's too many cards. There's too much stuff. There's too much people. And I was like, I'm just going to go outside and get high for a while. Because <laughs> <laughs> you went with Phil, right? And those yeah, guys? Phil and Tony and Austin and Sean. Yeah, there's a whole group of us, basically that whole like group chat. Um, and we all stayed together and it was fucking wild. It was good fun. Man, I tried for a solid couple months to get into some of Phil's live sales. I, I'd be like, sold, sold, sold. Never got anything. And then my whole objective was to just get him to acknowledge the fact that I'm like, are you fucking seeing my messages? And he's like, breaking wax, I see your messages. And I'm like, well, goddamn, I'm saying sold. <laughs> nah, man, it, it's crazy. I mean, the... The reach he has on those sales, but he does those pulls boxes that are really good. I haven't seen and those. Like, dude, I swear, I've been I've been watching him do pulls boxes, and like he's going through them, like, all right, here's your cards, here's your ten cards, whatever. And he's like, oh, 
Um, well, actually, that's a $500 card. Like, I don't know how that got in this box, but it's yours now. Like, you only spent 20 bucks, but here you go. Yeah. It's like, because I mean, he rips more product than anyone on earth. Like, yeah. And it's amazing. Yeah. Like, every now and then. I don't know if he's still doing that. Like, look what I hit. And it's like, holy fuck. Well, I, I felt like they're just giving him the hits for a while there. I don't know if he still does the YouTube channel, but then. That's what I thought, but then on there, he was like, oh, I just ripped 60 boxes of Bowman Megas, and look at this Dominguez auto, and I'm like, damn, I'm over here ripping four. Like, I didn't get shit. Well, that's but, the yeah. thing. When you rip cases and cases and cases of stuff, you're going to hit stuff. Right. That it's a number mean, game. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to – I don't know. I, I mean, I don't want to speculate on, like, finances of anyone else, and I don't care what people do with their money, but, like – in my experience ripping i've never been able to fully recoup money like you have the like mm -hmm. off chance like one time you hit a twenty thousand dollar card but you're gonna spend twenty thousand dollars in other breaks and i hit dick you know you're gonna get i mean you did, you did good with that burrow yeah i mean that burrow the the funny thing about that is that i only did two boxes of football that year yeah i did I did the iMac box and I pulled the one on one burrow and I did one contenders box and I pulled the red burrow auto. So it was like, and I was like, all right, I'm done. Like I fucked up chasing Stidham too hard the year before. I'm not doing it again. <laughs> and then I sold that. I sold that one of one burrow at golden. Uh, and at the time it was great. I mean, the dude had just got his leg obliterated and yeah. didn't know if it was going to be anything. And then that same card, not the exact same one, but another one of one from iMac with a Nike swoosh logo during the lead up to the Super Bowl sold for like $50,000. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like I sold way too soon. But Yeah, you never know though. Dude, I mean, I think the box was, it might have been a $1,000 box at the time. And, you know, I... 15 times my money i was like cool with that you know yeah absolutely and that's i remember when you hit the two burrows and i was like there's not enough luck to be spread around i'm not opening any of that shit yeah, yeah there's no way i'm like glad, yeah. i'm glad i'm happy for justin i'm glad he hit but there's no way there's enough luck for me to hit anything so i'm good i mean 90 percent of the time i don't hit shit either so and i you know what this year has been amazing for me because I've been focusing so much on just singles and yep. sealed wax, storing sealed wax and singles. Like I get in the occasional break just for fun, nothing huge. Like I'm not going to go out and spend two grand in a night like I used to. Right. And it's it's been awesome. Like I've I've gotten some cards this year that I can't wait to open up out of the mountain and and actually look at. Yep. And I got a lot of stuff at PSA still. I got some stuff with <clears throat> Mark's Mark's cards at PSA, so I'm hoping uh, <laughs> that she comes back. Did you contact PSA about yeah, yeah, it? Yeah. So okay. we're so basically, from what I understand from the updates we get from PSA, is that they were fully ready to return everybody's stuff, graded or not. All you'd have to do is pay the shipping, um, and uh, they would sort out the you know, the payment for that through marks or however that's happening.
But then right. because of the, the way that the bankruptcy suit was filed or how or when it was filed, basically they can't send anybody's stuff back until this is sorted because technically it's not their property and it falls under Mark's card's property still. Right. And right, when, you're, right, right. when you're claiming bankruptcy, you your assets, like, I don't know. They freeze everything. Can we get a fucking lawyer on here next? We'll just uh, we'll yeah. Okay, now here's the situation. <laughs> Someone breaks <laughs> into your shop, steals everything. The insurance broker comes. He says, go fuck yourself. What are your options? <laughs> I, I think it's tough. Um, I mean, think about the mama cars thing. Like, I, they probably don't have insurance. I mean, I don't know who would insurance that stuff at those prices, you know, because it's like uh, – it's like in like the clothing industry, for instance, right? Like when you're trying to get um, money for the bank to like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for to like, uh, to get bigger, to, um, fuck, I'm just having a brain fart. Anyways, like if you, like if you had 30,000 t-shirts and you're like, I have 30,000 t-shirts, they, they're assets, right? The bank's like, no, those are not assets. That's a risk because you might not sell those 30,000 shirts. Right. After you sell them all, come back and let us know. And then maybe we can talk. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know if it's the same with cards or not. I mean, you would think so because if there's not a Joe Burrow well, in there or whoever. So I would say from the limited experience I have, because we, we obviously have to ensure all of our film equipment, Yep. all of our you know computers our editing stations all that kind of stuff is that you would not with a business like cards you would not be able to update your insurance policy with new product fast enough for right. it to be covered if you're selling at the speed that these guys are selling so right. what they probably have is insurance on the property and they probably have a general liability insurance Maybe like, like work, workers comp if they're, you know, I, they don't even have to have that. But to, right. to say that they would have the the actual wax insured, I think it's next to impossible. Yeah. Well, I think Beckett just started um, offering some sort of insurance for like your collectible, but I don't think it would cover something like that. No, because um, I mean, think about it. Like if you if you get a, a case delivered to you today. And you want to go live and rip it on release day, which is tomorrow. You're not going to call the insurance company and say, "Hey, this case just arrived. Add it to my policy." Then once I rip it, take it off my policy. There's no way, right? And plus, right. plus I mean, and not to speculate further, but I mean, I'm sure that in the card game, taxes and stuff like that get a little bit, you know, right. uh, convoluted as far as and act like we didn't do that and this is a right, 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 right you know i don't know i mean i just think it's it's insane that they i mean if, if i had shit like that granted you never i don't know you never expect it to happen but then you see like really good guys like um uh kentucky yeah yep. kentucky yeah, Show. Jimmy. His, yep. his place got broken into and they stole a bunch of stuff from him like he's got I saw a YouTube video of it. He's got this vault in the back, like this massive safe where he keeps all of his most valuable cards, keeps all that stuff locked up. Sure, they're going to take wax because wax is out. Wax is, you're not going to put it in a safe. It's too big. Right. 
but like Jimmy didn't like plead to people to give him money. Jimmy was like, all right, man, this happens. Like it's horrible, but you know what? Right. I think he, he ran a giveaway. If it, I think he ran a giveaway because he was like so happy that, you know, the hobby were, were on his side and, and like all the well wishes. And people whatever. cared. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. I, I was just thinking about like you and I, even on here talking about it, right? Like we're, we're not assholes. We're just, I'm just not giving my money to someone without knowing all the details. And then, like we said earlier, if it's bad optics or misjudgment on their part, then it is what it is. But it's like, it didn't, it definitely did not look good to me. You know, right. they could be on the flip side going, what, is, what are these guys talking about? Like, we just got robbed. Yeah. But then again, we don't, we don't know the full story. I don't, I don't know what their allocation is, right? I don't know if they're getting stuff at uh, distribution prices and then charging four times the price or whatever the market value of stuff is, 10 times the price, whatever it may be. Um, Drake, Drake should just buy them out, you know, fucking solve the yeah. problem. Drake comes in, he's like, I'll just buy this company, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody It'll be uh, six, Drake six, God, six God breaks. Uh, yeah. Fucking Drake. What uh? Are you gonna are you gonna rip any prism? That should be coming out some sometime this prism month. Football? I would hope. Yeah. Probably not. No Mac Jones. Nah, I mean, I I didn't rip any prism UFC or prism WWE either. Me either. <laughs> Me either. I mean, you're talking about a thousand dollars a hobby box. Like I'm good. I'd rather buy a Mac Jones silver for the same cost as a box or two. Like, uh, I told Brandon I would go half with him on some Jags breaks because he, I think he's going to go after Trevor Lawrence pretty heavy. So I was like, if the price isn't, if the price for the Jags is how much a box is, then I'm down, right? To me, that makes sense. Like I, to get 12 shots at Trevor Lawrence, sure. Um, yeah. But if it's going to be three or four grand, then I'm out. So. Yeah. No, I'm just, I just don't think it's for me, like, I don't. I actually don't own a single Mac Jones card. Weirdly, even that though is weird. I believe in them and everything. But I've I've been trying to focus my collection on baseball and soccer, and like some vintage and stuff like that. But and I have like I have a few like really big, cool cards that will become liquid soon enough. Which, by the way, I think I'm gonna. The objective is to sell off at least sixty percent of my entire collection when I'm home in the summer between the national and Instagram live and consignment right. stuff. Um, because I want to focus on instead of having, you know, $10,000 cards, I'd rather have one $10,000 card yep. or just get rid of all the fluff, you know, like keep all my Brady, <clears throat> keep all my Gronk, get rid of every fucking thing else. I've um, been doing it slowly. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a game. You know what I mean? Uh, that's where, like, I thought I was out, but then I went heavy on Bowman Chrome with some prospects. Um, I always get suckered back in, but it's like, but I'm doing the same thing. Like, I finally got a couple of LeBron rookies that I'm, I'm going to hold. Um, I got that Brady rookie that I don't, to this day, I don't know how. I was the only one to jump on that so quickly. Um, freaking J-Roo. That Can you believe that card was in a cardboard box in a penny sleeve for 20 years? It's insane. I know. And then it gets a PSA nine and he's like, does anybody want this thing? I was like, holy shit. I, and I waited, I paused I remember that old group chat. 
I was yeah. like, there's Boston guys in here, Brady fans. I'm going to wait a minute to see if anyone says anything. And then I think John even was like, is no one going to respond? I was like, fuck it, I'll take it. Yeah, I should have. You know, I had just bought one at the same time, and I bought one shortly there, uh, shortly before that. Um, and I was like, eh, do I need another one? Like, what's the chances that it's going to increase massively? But obviously it did. I mean, I, I'm i fucking lucky that I have some of the Brady stuff that I have. Like, even having any autos, Brady autos, like, on-card autos, game-use patches, stuff like that. Like, when you look at the prices now, they are insane. Yep. Well, and, and I think, um, and I say it all the time, I still think Brady is undervalued compared to other goats, yeah. right? It's he's yeah, still yeah. like it's still a great buy if you want to buy it, um, and it, it, it's got to be something we're going to buy and hold on to. But I wanted to ask you since not Mike Trout, but like with David Beckham, Messi, um, Tom Brady, right? Are, how are they about the autograph stuff? Like, how do you approach that? You know, because there's always that fine line between like business partner professionalism and then like, hey, do you have to well, like build that rapport? Yeah, I mean, like I, I'm definitely not. I don't personally collect autos i don't ask people for autographs like on a right. normal basis but i think also they're very very much more um receptive of it because they know it's for a child and it's not right. like a resale thing um so like they inscribe to poppy on it and like it's very clearly like i'm, I'm not gonna get tom brady to sign a baby onesie thinking I'm going to make money off of it, you know? So right, I think he's right. Yeah. And plus it's very, you know, especially with, with David Beckham, um, I was working very closely with his team and I brought my daughter to the shoot and, uh, they met each other and it was very like cute. It was a really great, great moment. And, and she has like the biggest crush on David Beckham now. She's, she thinks everybody, if I ever say the name David, I'm talking about David Beckham. So we had a, mm -hmm. Lauren, my my wife's um, cousin, his name's David, and it was his birthday, so we were recording a message for him where we were all singing happy birthday. So, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, David. And Poppy just stops, and she goes, David, it's David Beckham's birthday? And I'm like, <laughs> no, no, it's your cousin's birthday, but. Yeah, yeah. But we'll leave that in there and send. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's totally no, but I think, you know, it. It's cool. Like, I think it's, there's a time and a place as well, especially when you're yep. working together. Like, if you can tell if the mood is right or wrong or if it's inappropriate. And I, I'm quite an accessible dude. And like, I like to work very closely with these guys. And like with Brady, like, it's, it was just me, Brady, and two other guys out there filming together. And it's very much like us talking back and forth. Him saying to me, come on, man, you got this take. You got this one. All right, maybe we should try this. Yeah, Tom, I want you to do that. Like, And it's very, like, organic and very cool. And they're, I mean, they're really nice guys. Like, I've worked with a lot of athletes and people that are not mm. nice. And I right. would never consider asking them to sign anything because I actually don't particularly care for them because of their attitude or whatever. Um, and just it, it's weird that, like, the the more legendary they are the more humble they are whereas you have the 
like younger players who are like flashy and a bit fucking shit heady they think they're like holier than thou and it's like bro you (laughs) you haven't proved shit yet like right right and then wait a couple years if you don't win and see where you're at but that so with brady um i've only heard amazing things about him and his wife um my buddy jacob filmed that facebook series with Uh, him yeah yeah in costa rica when they were surfing and stuff and i was like tell tom he sucks I think his wife surfs way better than him. He was like, yeah, she actually kind of rips. I was like, damn, that's cool. But yeah, he said the same thing. He said they were awesome people, super down to earth. Um, Amazing people. And then one one in the podcast recently, um, I was telling a story about how I did color guard for the Knicks, right? So I volunteered to do color guard for the Knicks. And uh, <clears throat> the week before, Wilson Chandler, I don't know if you remember him. He played for yeah. the Knicks for a little bit. We played in this three-on-three tournament. It was like a semi-pro tournament. Well, we made it to the semifinals and we lost, but Wilson Chandler was like, who are you guys? I was like, oh, we're just in the Coast Guard, you know? And and I, and I he was like, oh, man, you guys ever want to come to a Knicks game? And I was like, I'm actually doing the uh, Knicks-Celtics game next week for the color guard. And he's like, oh, I'll take you to the locker room and show you around. He was like – and I was like – you got to get a pair of your shoe size, like, signed, you know? And he was like, yeah, man, I'll hook you up, whatever – yeah, absolutely. So fast forward. Oh, I got a really cool picture I got to share with you. It's KG um, in the hallway at MSG before he goes out, and he's just laser focused. It was, like, almost scary. Like, I didn't want to bump into him or anything. But uh, um, so before that, we get there super early before the game. They're doing, like, their pre-shoot around, right? And uh, T-Mac walks by. So, like, I'm a huge Orlando Magic fan as a kid. Love T-Mac. So I, I took the opportunity to say hello to T-Mac. And it was like, it was like we were ruining his fucking day by stopping him to say hello to him. Um, so I was like, once in a lifetime situation, he's got a lifetime Adidas deal. Yeah. T-Mac, will, will you sign a pair of your shoes to me? I, sorry, I just have to ask, you know? And he was like, fuck no. He was like, not no, but hell no. That ain't happening. And I was like, damn, bro, why are you so sour? So he had this like, yeah, I was in my, I was in my dress uniform. Like we're going to do colors. And, uh, so then I was like, well, damn, can, can I at least get a photo with you? You know? And he was like, yeah, I guess. So we, we take the photo and he's like smiling in it. And every time I see that photo, I'm like, dude, the fakest smile in the whole world. So then he leaves and I'm like, God damn, I guess it's true. Like don't meet your heroes, you know? And, uh, then Wilson Chandler comes in. He's like, yo, my man you still want to see the locker room and like check out like, and he was like, I got those shoes for you. And like, and I was like, dude, this guy is awesome. Super humble. So I was like a huge fan ever since then, you know, I followed him when he went to Denver and like, I was like, this guy's a good dude. You know what I mean? And like T-Mac dickhead. So I finally got my, uh, T-Mac doesn't know this, but fast forward when when I was stationed in New York recently, we went to Hamilton and, uh, Lucy and I sat, uh, two rows up, directly center, like in front of the conductor, basically, for Hamilton. So then it's like uh, the break or whatever, I forget what it's called, the break matinee, whatever happens. I turn around and T-Max, the section behind me. <laughs> no and I was way. like, oh, look at that. I got better seats than T-Max. I'm like, and Lucia's <laughs> like, would you stop? He doesn't even know who you are. I was like, he doesn't know, but I know. <laughs> but I'm <not. laughs> Yeah. So then I even like uh, 
he posted a picture of that day at Hamilton and you see the back of my head all the way in the front. I'm like, there I am. There he is. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love that. So, yeah. But yeah, yeah it's just, yeah, it's just weird. I just, you just never know with these guys. You know what I mean? And, no. And I mean, look, for me, I'm, I'm most interested in like good people. And a hundred percent. Most of the time on set, it's not the people that you're filming. It's the people that you're filming with, like the the guy who's operating the lights or the sound guy. Like they're made way more interesting, way more humble, and they, right? You, know, you the can gimbal guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've I've been I've been that guy, and I've been the uh, the bounce guy. You know, oh, yeah, with, uh, with the bounce boards. Love oh those. my god, dude! I've never got yelled at so much in my entire life, and it was for like. My buddy Matt was doing this thing for the church, and he was just like, "Can you help me?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'll help you." And all I did was get yelled at all day, like, "Dude, what do you? Can you not <laughs> see the light? The sun. You can't see the sun, dog. What the fuck?" <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm trying here. Give me a break. It's funny. Is he? Uh, I actually have. I don't have an IM. What is it? IMDb. But yeah. uh, I was in a, a Rhino Liner commercial. Um, he was like, "I have an open spot in this Rhino Liner commercial. Do you want to be a paid actor?" And I was like, "You don't have to pay me." I, I just want to do it. And he actually wrote me a check and it was like actor in the thing. And I was like, this is, I have an acting check. This is insane. Oh yeah. I did nothing. I think I just flipped the wrench and walked back and forth in the background. <laughs> so, I love yeah. it. Our resumes have, have interesting shit on them for sure. I used to work for a, what I could only describe as an illegal car thief shipping company uh when i first moved to brooklyn down on the docks outside yep. of green and uh i know exactly yeah, what you're talking about too i would i would pick up these cars and i would drive them to the dock and they'd be loaded in containers and i don't know where the fuck they went i was paid in cash and then one day i was walking to work i got halfway around the block and i saw mad cop cars and i saw that they were like inside the fucking the yard that we were working yep. out of and I just walked away and I never fucking called that place again. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. That, I, one time driving around Brooklyn. So we have this thing where we do like Harbor patrols, like basically like just looking in the Harbor for illegal activity, vessels that are in port that aren't supposed to be in port, whatever it was. This is a long time ago. Now everything's tracked. But, uh, remember I made a couple turns in Brooklyn driving and, uh, I come across this, it was a straight up motorcycle chop shop. And I was like, oh, my God, look at all the motorcycles in there. And you see guys just welding, going nuts. And they, like, looked up and looked at me. And it was this moment where there was, like, almost a comedy movie. They, like, closed the door real slow. And they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> and uh, so they close it. And uh, and then I was like, I, I think we're supposed to pretend like we never saw that just happen. Yeah. You know? well, it looks like uh, Kendall's, Kendall's cards just hop in. Let me add him. Kendall. What's up, man? What's up, boys? How's it going? What's up? Going pretty good. Pick, pick the dive, huh? And jump in. Yeah, might as well. Come see what the see what the case is doing. Yeah, man, we're cracking the case in here. Yeah. <laughs> we had we had the insurance expert on, Matt. He he's helping us crack the case. Uh, but I think what sure. basically what we've what we've boiled it down to is that we are making uh, completely evidenceless accusations <laughs> <laughs> no 
<laughs> I, I think what it was is like uh so matt was the he was he's an adjuster for internal right so he, i guess he like cracks down on the adjusters and make sure they're doing the right thing oh, so man. although we we definitely appreciate him being on the podcast it was a, a couple sure. of good moments there he just didn't have the background knowledge we're looking for do you have any experience no, insurance? absolutely not. Oh, no, okay. I sold some insurance at one point. You just, you just saw that I posted the link in the group chat and hopped right Yeah, yeah, I have no idea about any of this. I'm just here for the memes, man. So what's your what's your uh, what's your take on it? What's your take on the situation? Where are you at? Uh, I'm outside. I know, but where? Texas. Like, uh, Texas, I got Yeah, you. yeah, right up. I'm like 10 minutes from the Dallas show. Looks looks rich back there. What's going on behind you? Yeah, you I mean, so, so first he's what's it got like a koi pond waterfall. He's at a mini golf course. Here, and then I thought, actually, wait, there's a sofa back there in the yard, so he's gotta be in Texas. <laughs> yeah. Just enjoy I don't, that. I don't, I don't it was like, like tornadoes I, last I, night, but look, it's gorgeous today. Oh shit. I started this group chat and I'm the poorest one in it. Shit doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Yeah, so so Kendall, what do you think? What, what's your what's your take? That uh, on the on the Mamba cards, it's probably situation. just really and poorly secured stuff, and they probably didn't think about how bad it would look to post a GoFundMe, considering how much money we all know they table nightly. So, I mean, have you, have you ever broke with them? Uh, I, I broke some with them, yeah. Yeah. Have you? Yeah, never. I used to break a ton of stuff. So that, so that was that was Kendall's involuntary. Yes, I have plenty of money to burn. <laughs> so because I I've seen them like well I've watched their breaks, Justin um, and Kendall. So you already know, but they they have a few people that are in there that just break like thousands oh, and thousands. It's incredible. Thousands. Yeah, you don't even realize cool. it until like you step back and you're like, wait a second, I've seen this guy like rip. 100 boxes of the stuff at like 2k a box yeah nt everything um they're still ripping prism choice from 19 with john morant and zion i yeah, can't I remember imagine like watching them cheap. rip like boxes of choice at like 3300 a box yep. and guys would like rip cases no i mean again and we we've said it we've thrown out the uh we've thrown it out a few times we don't know all the details right maybe they're paying Three thousand, and they're charging. Yeah, and maybe they. Yeah, I mean, a distributor could totally be getting, you know, over on them, for sure. I mean, right. If you don't have an allocation, you're really not making a lot in cards. I don't think, for the most part. No, but I can. I can't. I mean, all speculation right? and stuff. Right. So, but I, so my my question is, did they have? Did they actually have a, a storefront, or was it just a? No, I don't think so. I think they just had an office. Right. right? Yeah, I think it's just like really poorly secure, though. and. Yeah. They just didn't think about how bad it would look to ask for like the belt out with the value of it. Like the the GoFundMe is still up. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure. it's back up. It's back up. I don't know that it was ever down. The link was never down. I don't think. It, it was down for a little bit. Oh, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was down. Like uh, you posted it, or like they took everything down, and then you posted the link, and then. I went back to it while we've been talking, and it's it's back up again. It doesn't look like people are donating because they took it off their story. Um, but oh. let's see. <clears throat> I mean, I, like blasting it on TikTok, doing like a little fucking 
hey guys, we fucking we got broken into. Here's this new dance move. Like fucking give us some money. <laughs> okay, I don't know. A little bit counts. I don't know. We I mean, they could be big dogs before. I don't know. Yeah, like it's just Justin, bad. Matt. Matt said, "Uh, sorry, Kendall, you, you, I got to catch you up to speed." So this guy was on earlier. Um, that's, that's Matt, but but he didn't look anything like that. Like his neck was about one quarter the size of that neck. <laughs> so Justin, Justin said, you know, wanted me to ask him if he did roids, and the update is laughing emoji. I wish we played D three, not enough incentive to. I mean, that sounds like he's skating the, the truth there. I mean, your neck doesn't go from fucking tree trunk to pixie stick overnight, bro. Like, well, I mean, right. I'm I mean, sure it's I'm a beautiful thing. thing. I have like a very manly neck or anything. But. I think it was uh, more or less, he's just, maybe he's just corn fed. I mean, he did say Wisconsin, Green Bay, you know what I mean? Corn fed. Yep. Yeah, he's got that fucking soft cheddar cheese neck. Yeah, love it. <laughs> That's wild. he was a good kid. He was a good kid. I could yeah. tell he was a kid. Is he in our group chat or like? No, he's not. He just uh, I made the huh. post on my stories and he hit me up. So oh, It'd shit. Be weird. If, I think there is a couple. There's a couple people in the group chat that I didn't add that don't ever respond. So I'm about to boot them. Yeah, they're, I noticed they're, that. There's some creepers. I was like, man. Yeah. I don't think I've seen half the people in here ever be active. Yeah, some you know I don't care who adds who, but some of the people never say anything, so I'm about to boot them. Like, I like to keep a tight circle, you know. We're about to we're about to live boot people. We're just become like Survivor in this podcast. Like, <laughs> all right, now who will you vote off? Uh, I think uh, I think high end Kyler is a real prick. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> did you did you listen to that podcast? That dude's funny. Yeah, he is. He's really funny. I had to delete this whole segment of it because he didn't understand we were live. Yep. He, when he, he first joined, he, I was like watching you live on YouTube. I think. Oh, yeah. 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 He, he first came on like a firecracker. Like he, yep. he's bald. He's balding. So his hair was just like all over the place. <laughs> and he was like looking in the, the camera like this, like, oh shit, what do you mean we're live? <laughs> like we're live, live. And then like he slams it like halfway sweat. And I was just like, holy shit, this guy's out of control. And like, that's awesome. And then he, he, he made some remarks that he was like, I kind of wish I didn't say that. Can you delete it? And I'm like, yeah, I got you. So <laughs> I had to delete the whole video and then edit it heavily. Thank God. But I clipped I it, though, and sent it to Brandon, so he has it. So, Jesus. Kendall, who's your uh, AL and NL Rookie of the Year picks? I don't know. <laughs> nice. You don't fuck with baseball? No. I know zero things about baseball. I was kind of happy when it was like there was a possibility it wasn't going to come back. (laughs) (laughs) Call me crazy, but like I was kind of hoping they didn't make a deal and I didn't have to hear about baseball like all year. You and you and Peter were on the same page then. Yeah, he was he was straight up just flamethrowing baseballs in the (laughs) one day. Yeah, I'm the same way. You're primarily what football or basketball or what? Primarily football. Soccer is kind of like my little passion thing. I played oh, soccer yeah. growing up. Let's but go. Football's Let's where it's go. at, collecting wise in pro football. Dabble a little bit in basketball, but you know, I'm who's more your, so in golf now than even basketball. Who's your team in the NFL? Oh man, it's the Cowboys. Cowboys. Yeah. Let's go. 
my brother was a Cowboys fan growing up, and we lived right outside of Philly. So he he would go to the we had season tickets to the Eagles, and we would go, and he would like have to wear like very neutral colored clothes because oh, sure. even even as a kid they would beat the shit out of you. <laughs> Really? Yeah, 100%. I mean, we were, we were going, I mean, this was the old vet stadium. Um, it was like end of the Randall Cunningham days. Uh, we were at the game. I believe it was when Michael Irvin got hurt and everybody was cheering. Do you remember that game? Yeah, I remember yeah, watching that. So I, we were there. no matter what anyone says, wow. Philly fans are bar, bar none the worst fan yeah wait hold on hold on hold on hold on yeah eagles who are you gonna fans. say is worse eagles fans not philly fans you can't love well, remember that remember that one year that philly fan threw up on purpose on that uh yankees fan at the stadium it's such a and, weird it, and the guy ended up being a cop so yeah it's such a weird story it, it's yes, a, it's um there's a fine line like i i think jets jets fans are right there too um I had one year with the Jags, this was like 10 years ago, the Jags beat the Jets, and I was wearing a Jags hat, and I had guys coming up to me giving me double middle fingers with my six-year-old. And I'm like, listen, I'm about to whoop your ass in front of my son. Like, get away from me. Yeah. You know? Like, it's not that serious. Like, you don't play for the Jets. Like, get away from me. Yeah, I can't imagine someone that that's like my dad growing up. <laughs> People are crazy. All right, so, Kendall, I need to ask you. Dak Prescott, yay, nay, nay. What's, the, what's the word? Nay? nay, nay, really? Yeah. I mean, I sold all my Dak stuff, but a good bit under just to get out of it. Honestly. What about uh, what about Zeke? Oh, Zeke's far gone. Right. Yeah, I've so been on the Pollard train for a while there. For you, yeah, I'm kind of surprised they don't go with Pollard. Yeah, I think it's just the money at this point. Honestly, you pay the guy all the money. Like, if you're not giving them the touches, like. They kind of let have have to let him like flame out publicly, right? You know, and people have to kind of like realize that he's gone. He just like, I mean, he was one of the most brutalized, overused running backs early in his career. Like he put up with stupid numbers early yeah. on on huge volumes. Like he's running into the same kind of wall McCaffrey is, you know, injury wise. Like, dude, McCaffrey, I I I won't draft him in a fantasy draft ever. No. People still do number two pick McCaffrey. I'm like, you guys are nuts. Uh, you know, you got Taylor is probably going to be the number one fantasy pick this year, probably. I would imagine. Who's that? Jonathan Taylor. Mm. You would think so. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, what? Uh, I mean, so what, what's your background? What you got going on back there? So what do you what do you do besides cards? Look at this guy. Uh, software consulting. Oh, nice. Yeah, just like project management and stuff like that. Very cool. Super boring. Is this your house? Is, super is this? Are you like at a hotel or where, where are you at? Oh no, this is the this is the backyard at the house. Sick, dude. You got your own. Is it a pond or a lake? What is it? Oh, it's just a pool. Oh, it's a swimming pool. <laughs> Holy crap! There you go, dude. So we're staying with Kendall at the Dallas show. One hundred percent. Oh shit! I told her we we're gonna throw a dinner at least out here one night. Sick for everybody, especially now that it's in May and it's going to be nice where you can actually get in the pool and everything. Have you have you known Lane for a while? I've known Lane like he's like one of the first like card guys I really met probably about a year ago. You're not okay. 
Yeah. Lane's good people. Absolutely. I love how fiery Lane gets about shit instantly. Same. He's like, Lane is like zero to a hundred. He's like, yeah, you never know what it's going to be. <laughs> it's not like that. It's like A, B, C, D, D. You know, like, here's the proof. Here's the proof. Here's the facts. Here's the... Now, what are you going to say? And it's just like, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I like it. You know, you might as well stand for something. You know, yeah, right. I freaking love it. Now, we just yeah, got right. some, uh, we got some dynasty pickups recently. We just split some, some F1 cards. F1 dynasty. Some Ricardo. Nice. Pure gases and I, stuff like that. It's good vibes. I haven't right gotten now. any of the racing stuff. No? Nah, I bought some NASCAR NT and Justin was like, what the fuck? Why do you have a NASCAR car? I have NASCAR NT. I it, love no, it. Hold on. It wasn't, it's not that I'm like, why the fuck do you own NASCAR? It was like, your story was like, here's 10 <laughs> Bowman autos. Here's 10 uh, basketball cards. Here's more baseball, more basketball, baseball, basketball, football. One NASCAR card. <laughs> Wait a minute. How did that even just slip in there? Yeah. Just trying to hide it. Yeah. It'll blend yeah. in if it's yeah. just one of them. I, you know, I just I grew up in Florida going to the 500 every year, and I got suckered into, like, a hit draft with uh, with Eric, Insta Trading Cards. Right. Oh, He's nice. the only person I break with now. Um, nice. Yeah. I like Eric's a good dude. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I Nice uh, tops now autos. He got me that Mike Tyson. Yeah, uh, that's a sick one. That card. The uh, yeah. did you see that breeze I got back from Panini? That flawless breeze is nice. It's crazy. I'm, I'm gonna slab and sell that because I'm not a breeze fan. So if you guys no, know, it'll sell it. It'll sell really well. Yeah, yeah people love breeze. Now, yeah. what was the deal with that? You had a redemption that they. No, so um, damaged card or something. Yeah, so when uh when I first got back into cards, he had like some obsidian boxes, and he was like, "You you want to rip any of these?" And I was like, "No." And he was like, oh, "I'll just sell them to you for like whatever I paid for them." So I was like, "Fine, just let's rip them and see what we get." So there was like a die cut one on one breeze, and then when he flipped it over, it looked like a cat took its claws and just went. There was like deep cuts in it, or like a box cutter, like an employee was like, fuck Drew Brees, and just like, so he was like, I'll, I'll just send it to Panini. It's easier that way. Eric's such a nice guy. You know, most people are like, yeah, I'll send you the shit, figure it out. Yeah. So he was like, yeah, I'll send it. So the last three years, like every other week, he would email Panini and be like, where the fuck is this card? And then last week, no response, just something's coming from Panini. And he looked it up and was like, I'm not telling you what it is. We'll open it live. And I was like, all right. So he had me gas though, because he's like, you're going to be really stoked. And I was like, in my mind, I was like, please be Joe, Joe Bor- Burrow, NT, RPA. Was the uh, Obsidian, the Drew Brees Obsidian one of one, was that an auto or is it just a die? No, cut? it was just, it was just a, the die, stupid Obsidian die cut one of one. So I love that I you're like, yeah, my, my, uh, my Obsidian die cut deserves a Joe Burrow NT. <laughs> I mean, well, you, 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 you definitely didn't set your hopes too high there, Don. Well, I, I wasn't expecting anything, but then he was so pumped about it. I was like, please stop gassing me. Then, you know, had too high. It's like, yeah, it's like uh, when you play the lottery when it's 500 million. You just start thinking like, well, what if it's, uh, you know, like, what could it be? A what if. Yeah. And then he was like, it's a future Hall of Famer. So then I was like, holy shit, is it Brady? Is it fucking Pat Mahomes? Who is it? 
a breeze didn't even cross my mind because I'm stupid, obviously. But it worked out. It'd be weird if it was anybody but breeze. <laughs> <laughs> what a, it worked wait, out, though. What's it numbered to? It's a it's one of those white box one on one. Okay. Yeah, but it's still on card on card patch auto flawless. So yeah, all those are all those are the extra ones that they get on the sign in case of the damaged one or whatever. Right, so right. Everybody bitches about them and saying like, oh, they're not true one of ones, but they're still badass cards. Like, well, that I looked on eBay last night, of course, and like I didn't see any that even looked that good with that kind of patch on it. So I was like, this might actually be worth some money. Is it game worn? No, of course not. It's flawless and it's supposed to be, and it's not. So, but that's all right. I'll slab it and. See what's out there. Definitely get you some money. Yeah. yeah, Kendall, I got one question for you. Hmm. That something that broke my heart ages ago. As a Cowboys fan, what was your feelings take on Drew Bledsoe? I have no feelings towards Drew Bledsoe. No, you didn't. You weren't like huge on him when he was in Dallas, or no, no, absolutely not. <laughs> that hurts. <laughs> what? Drew Bledsoe. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, I didn't know if Cowboys fans liked him as much as Patriots fans did. No, not at all. But I guess he went to Buffalo first, didn't he? Yeah, I just thought it was terrible, honestly, the whole time. Yeah, it was a waste of money for him to go. <laughs> yeah, was 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 he bad with? Uh... The Pats that year when Tom came in and, and oh. won the Super Bowl? It just he got hurt, right? Is that... It was great. Yeah, he got yeah. his fucking lung pierced. Yep. He was he was in that DC show and I, I almost wanted to meet him that just so I could ask him a stupid question like that. To be like, Hey, do you ever wish that Brady didn't exist or was a lot you know, just something dumb just to get a reaction out of him, but then I was like I thought better of it. I'm like, they don't need Drew Brees would punch me in the face, and then I choke slam him in front of everybody. So, wait, Drew Brees or Drew Bledsoe? Bledsoe, sorry, Bledsoe. Okay, okay. Yeah, I was gonna say, damn, you a minute ago you were hyped about having a Drew Brees card. Now you're trying don't to get, get don't get don't get it twisted. Very Drew different. Can, Drew Brees can catch these hands too. Let's go. <laughs> oh shit! I still, uh, Kendall, I, are, you, are you going to the national? Yeah, I'll be there. All right, cool. I'll be there on the Thursday and the Friday. I, I haven't booked anything we, yet. I need to get that done. Hey, but Justin, maybe you can help. Let can we? I want to hype up. Like you know how Logan Paul does these fights. Can we get people in in the hobby to fight each other in Atlantic City? I th- yes. I feel like it's like so possible to do. Absolutely. Like for you know, sure. The rough, get, like, the rough Don, and rowdy guys. Tom King promoting and. Well, maybe Barstool will get a uh, do rough and rowdy Atlantic City for for the hobby. But can you imagine like? I mean, you've you've been to card shows. Like, can you imagine the amount of like nerd fights there would be? And just like, I'm here for it. I mean, that would be it would be amazing. But it would be half of them will be like slap fights for sure. For sure, absolutely. Oh, well, I would I would crush somebody. It wouldn't even be fair. <laughs> it's like you uh, have like thirty percent. He like knew how to fight. Maybe it's it's like one of those scenarios. Like sometimes when like I'm out surfing. I don't know if you guys have ever surfed, but like, you know, there's like a pecking order in the lineup, right? And then whoever has the inside of the wave has priority. Like I've been I've been cut off before and I've said something to somebody and they'll be like, You wanna go on the beach? And I'm like, You don't want to go on the beach. 
I'm like, maybe I look small in the water, but you do not want to go on the beach. You ain't going on the optical illusion. No. Yeah. And that's the same with this card stuff. I'm just like, uh, okay, but what would the okay? Would the fights be like random draw, or would it be like actual like? No, we got to get people that have beef. Yeah, nemesis. Yeah, yeah. Beef. You have to even create beef if you want to fight. Oh, yeah. You have to have beef. So like, it would yeah. be an incentive to create beef yeah. on Instagram. Or you know, it could be like a, a call out situation. You call. You have to yeah. call someone out and then put up a card and yeah. then see if they accept the challenge. Damn right. I think that's a great idea. Just corner like pressure people into yeah. making fights. I'm trying to think who who had recent beef. I mean, I guess Mark's cards versus the world. Yeah. Um, it's a real uh, rumble. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I can't really think of who else. I feel like I mean, there's always something going on. Well, like Brian Gray versus like Mitch at the bullpen. See, yeah, I don't even. I'm not even familiar beef. with that. Oh Classic. yeah, Mitch hates Lee trading cards. And Brian uh, specifically. So, like, what about uh, iconic beefs like that? Hey, do you, since we're on, do you want to talk about the what I was asking you earlier today? And you're like, ah, oh, it's too long to type out. Um, something happened with Phil. Are you talking to me? Yeah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> it's too close it's, to home. Too close to hey, home. I'm going to quote a very, very smart individual who's also in the group. None of my business. None of my business. Right. Neither is the Mama Cards thing, but we've talked about it for two hours. Yeah, but that is not <laughs> like. Go fund me out there. It kind of is. Yeah. That's, and so, Kendall, that's what you missed it. You know, it's like anytime you're asking for money, like, you got to kind of like know that the questions are coming and that people are going to be like, yo, what is the deal? Yeah. Especially when. Dude, the Seven Eleven has better security. You know, like I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. And then why, why only the HD cameras on the inside? I hope we're missing. We're just missing a bunch of information, and they're gonna be yeah. like, oh, the cops have all the other videos and stuff, so we couldn't share it. And the door did have like a gate, but maybe it wasn't down today. But I thought it was funny that top of the door said "keep open during business hours." That's just like standard business. Like stuff on it has to be posted type thing. Fire fire safety. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, but, it, Brandon, but, but Brandon, they're not a storefront though. I think Brandon. Uh, well, I think Brandon, they're like. It's, I think it used to be probably. Uh, that they've kind Brandon of set up. Brandon thinks it's an inside job, right? We'll just throw that on Brandon. We'll just say. Yeah, yeah, that's what I heard. <laughs> he was he was yeah. the one who was really pretty bro sure. Neighbors. Yeah, he thinks it's an inside theory. job. <laughs> it's not. It's bro bro in the mouth. Bro, bro in the mouth. name in your mouth. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw he made that post of like um, Urban Dictionary, what bro, bro nameth means, you know? I saw that. Yeah. Dude, at, at both shows in Tampa, people would walk up to him and be like, excuse me, are you uh, bro, bro namath? And I'd be like, yep, that's him. Bro <laughs> And he'd be like, you motherfucker. And I'm like, dude, I, I've never seen this many people that can't figure out that it's just bro nameth. Crazy. I couldn't figure that out at first. I thought the same thing. 100%. <laughs> but Joe Namath is not relevant to most people yeah. like, that are younger than I think than I was us. talking to Lane about it, actually, because he was telling me about you know, we were right one of the shows or something, and I said Brona Math or something like this, and he's like, what? What did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> like, That's not it. <laughs> yeah. 
But the, yeah, to see people say it to him, it just, I would, dude, I just die laughing. I'm like, bro, <laughs> mask. And then it, it's, it's super awkward at card shows too, because, uh, you know, I introduced myself as Don, yeah. but then other people would be like, oh, that's breaking wax. And I'm like, uh, my name is Don. Fucking breaking wax is just an Instagram yeah. handle. So many people break. think my, my legit first name is Cedar. And I'm like, <laughs> as cool as that would be, that's not a name. Like, yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, guys, that's not, that's not it, but no, and that's, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like a weird, that's totally that's like a, yeah, economic card or something. That's like, uh, my wife's cousin. Um, he's a pretty, uh, famous tattoo artist and everybody calls him by his Instagram handle. And I walk into the shop and I'm like, Hey, is Ray here? And some of the employees are like, who? I'm like, Ray, the dude that owns this place, is he here? And they're like, Spooky? Yeah, Spooky's back there. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, I'm I'm not calling him that. <laughs> You're definitely not spooky to me, bro. Yeah. Oh, and he just laughs. He's like, Yeah, nobody calls me that anymore. And I'm like, Well, it's, it's your name. So, hey, uh, we have a question in the live chat. Why did you choose that name, Justin? Phil up for Riggin would like to know. Uh, okay. So, my, my father's farm is called Cedar Hollow Farms. And uh, I just figured since my cards all reside at that place, they should be Cedar Hollow cards. Yeah. It's not as interesting as I'm sure he had hoped. No, but that's, uh, if you listen to that first podcast you're on with me, it all makes sense. It came to me in a dream while having peyote. No, I was just, you know. <laughs> Family nice. <laughs> uh, listen, well, damn, dude. after three o'clock in the morning, I, I got go. to say, I got work. I got to take my daughter to school in four hours. So, yeah, man. Well, good. Thanks for coming on, guys. I'll uh, I'll send you guys a link once I do the audio. We'll probably be tomorrow, though. So, but Kendall, if you if you want to come on another episode, you know, and you can get the full podcast podcast experience, let me know. John, why the fuck can't you say podcast, bro? Why? why I don't do you know. Always... Podcast. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. English isn't my first language, so I'd appreciate it if you didn't give me a hard. Oh, time. give me a break. <laughs> give me a break. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Right. Hey, man. I'll Thanks. catch you later. Later. Thanks for listening to the Break and Wax podcast. Please, if you enjoyed it, share it. Um, send the link out. Put it on your story. I welcome all feedback and comments. Send me a message. Let me know what you're thinking about, what you want to talk about. And if you want to be a guest on the show, I answer all my DMs. I think it's weird when people don't. That's another story for another day. Again, thank you for listening. I appreciate the support and all the love. Peace. Peace.